Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Welcome to Nat Genetic Podcast about eight seasons in a row. I'm Lisa Fernandez and uh, I'm Chris Jab One. Hello. Oh God, sorry. It it only hurts when I breathe. I swear. And that's the name of the episode we're about to review. It only hurts when I breathe. Directed by Tom Trevich and written by Al Eidekman, who is a pretty much a sitcom legend, especially for this show. Chris probably has some facts about them at some point yep, later yep, on. Yep, yep. Podcast. Yep, 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 yep. And let us get on to the bone crunching action. The girls get an invitation to the tenure high school reunion, which will be happening in the summer. They get to reminiscing and start to fight over their general dietary and grooming habits, ultimately culminating in Shirley cold cocking Laverne. Laverne ends up with her jaw broken and wired shut, leaving Shirley to deal with her guilt. The situation leads the girls to talk out their dreams, ambitions, hopes, and how much things have changed since they moved to Los Angeles. Can their friendship be repaired? What do you think of this one? There is a lot I love about it, and it's it's one of those I wish I liked it. Again, I wish I liked it more, but man, the the banter is amazing. Yeah. Um the like the whole Carmine bit when he comes in does the whole mm-hmm, oh, the great Carmine Didi. <laughs> it's amazing. I I love even how as he leaves when he he's asked to leave, and uh, first of all I'm saying may the bluebird of happiness drop a surprise in your orange juice. Hoo-hoo. And Cheryl watches him go and says he's so talented, isn't he? And it's it's cute, it's precious, it's real. I I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I think part of the issue, I think, with this episode, even though I love that it the first half of it, I mentioned this a bit in the previous podcast, that yeah. this really gets some breathing room. You allow the scene yeah. to build and to build. Uh, there's a whole bit where, you know, it's it, it almost sort of climaxes and then it starts to come down because Rhonda comes in and interrupts it and then it sort of rebuilds. And that's what kind of gets us to the the whole snap jaw, you know, moment. Um yeah. You know, that's the the slug the slug round. Yeah. Uh but the slug fest. Yes. Uh slug bug. And it's cool that it takes its time, but it just feels like it could have used a little bit of pacing massage in probably in the I would say more of the directing and also the rehearsing time. If they worked with the rehearsal to like figure out, okay, drop this line here, put a beat there, etc. And again, it feels like it's it's being cut almost a little too fast and too much like, hey, we need to put a laugh track in here. Because the laugh track felt very distracting in this one. Yeah, to you, to, to you, it's an interesting observation since, you know, the laugh track is just there. Samir's is there in the background. I don't notice it unless it's a really loud laugher or unless there is somebody with a like, unique laugh or something outrageous happens from the audience, like Penny straddling an elephant and somebody who, yeah. like, well, and the thing is, me, it never, yeah, go ahead, sorry, 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 yeah, sorry. You know, to, 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 to also, I guess, remind what I'm feeling here is that this laugh track is added rather than necessarily always being organic from the audience because sometimes you know and, and we've talked about this before sometimes it's not about make the episode or the joke making you laugh it's about making you smile it's about entertaining you yeah and because i will say this whole sequence is consistently very entertaining but it doesn't always make me guffaw and laughter yeah 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 sometimes it depends on the episode sometimes it'll make you think sometimes it'll make you just sit there and go why sit there and go why are they doing this to me sometimes they'll make you sit there and laugh sometimes it'll make you cry it's a show with variety and in this case you know for me this is a good episode because it 
focuses back in on the girls. This is about the girls, peels back everything else in the show, and it brings everything in, and we take the time, sweep away all the ashes, and see where they're really standing now, uh, a year plus after moving to California, which is in, is in of itself very interesting and unique because sitcoms normally don't take a lot of time to sit back and reflect like this. Yeah, especially and, at this time. Yeah, yes. And this is interesting because the girls are very much taking stock of their lives at uh, the age of, I believe they are 27 at this point. Uh, yes. They're taking stock of their lives as they're getting close to their 30, and they're looking at themselves and going, wow, all the things I've been thinking of that I've accomplished by now haven't come true. You know, there's a lot of, wow, you're old at 30, but not. You know, They make jokes about the girls being old maids, but then they walk them back. Mm-hmm. Because it proves how vital they are and how they can still be kids uh, to, to certain degrees. Yeah, well, especially in another two yeah. episodes, we're going to get something that yeah. kind of has that really straddles that yeah. line of they can oh, still yeah. rock out. They're just going to feel a little more afterward. Yeah. But even exactly. here. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole thing about the laugh lines, and, you know, laugh lines are yeah. just a thing. They're something that you gain yeah. with time. And it's yeah. and I, I have to say, I think pennies are really attractive, to be honest. I think yeah. they're adorable. Um, yeah. But I do. Penny looks great during all, all these during these two seasons. So it's hard to like go like, oh, she looks like an old bag. Yeah, but even but, uh, yeah. and even um, Cindy, you know, Shirley has the, the yeah. thing, whole thing about being pasty. It's like I'll have you know, the color yeah. of my skin is a classic ivory bisque. <laughs> that line, I love that line. Oh, it's great. I love it. Um, pasty bisque. D- how did you? How did you feel? Um, you know, when you started to realize there was an element of continuity to this episode where it mentions the backstory for Shirley's reunions. Yes. And yes. Uh, Mrs. Kolchak is name checked. Yes. Yes. And this episode is actually going to pay off deeper into the season. Oh. We are actually going to attend the reunion with the girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's where we get to see Rosie again. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. Yes, indeed. And, and, and Terry. Ah, Terry. Terry, Terry, Terry. Love it, Terry. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I like that. I like it when the show drops continuity into the pile. I like it when we go back and we reference Randy in season six. I like it that um, Laverne's uh, you know, brief over her mom echoes onward. I like the fact that all the things they've done over the past few seasons have come along to continue to influence their lives. I enjoy that. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about the show that it's well lived in enough at this point where we have writers who at least, if they're not willing to look at the book, they uh, have enough working knowledge of the show to know how these characters, what these characters did and when they did it. Uh, Al Eichmann, of course, had a lot of writing experience on the show. So Yep. Uh, yeah, it's probably his. Yeah, he. This is his eighth of eleven episodes. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. But uh, when you have that much knowledge about the show, you have a certain uh, bundle of information in the back of your brain, and you know what these characters did, who they've offended, who they loved, uh, what their greatest accomplishment is, and what their greatest downfall is. And this is what the show, this episode, kind of 
pulls everything into a single pile and talks it out. How do you really feel about that? It does it in a way that that kind of reminds me of testing testing without Dr. Gentry being in the room. That's an interesting. I wouldn't go that far, but I would sure. say it definitely. There is an emotional honesty, though, that is present through the episode yeah. that I really did appreciate. Because one of the things that's interesting about yeah. them going back and forth is um, they first get really mad at each other and then they yes. sort of calm down. And then they like, you know, they because there's like, like, I'm sorry, I called you Pacey. You know, must you always chew like a horse? You know, when you feed me oats, I'm yeah. supposed to chew. And then they sort of then it's like, OK, then they they like calm down it's like yeah okay i get the leg it's because they taper down at the bottom and then uh you know it's like oh if you want some fat you, know, you can take it off you know these two uh, uh buckets here you know and she points to her thigh you know surely points to her thighs yeah. and there is that element that kind of that nice little back and forth of of it where it's like they're honest but then they're insecure and you know and the, so those those layers definitely come in although i have to say i i, I understand that Laverne is known surely to be a bit of a, you know, a power a powder puff, you know, like a yeah. for a long time. Yeah. But she's Irish and her dad's a sailor yeah. and her dad's a sailor. And she grew up yeah. and she grew up with yeah. a bunch of brothers. And she And she knows how to punch. She knows how to punch. We know surely knows how to punch. And Laverne's also gone into many two V many fights with yeah. uh with Shirley and seeing how Le Shirley has yeah. held her own. And then it's like yeah. you 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 hit like a feather pillow. Oh god, she was fucking asking for it. I know. I'm surprised Laverne was willing to do that. She knows Shirley has a powerful right hook. Uh, if if this is con this is continuous with anything that happened in the Happy Days universe, we know Shirley can knock a man out with her fist. Oh yeah. Oh poor Richie. Insert joke here, but yes, we know she could punch a guy down to the ground if she needs to. Oh, insert joke here. I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah, of, I mean, uh, but speaking of uh, smut adjacent things, um, the uh, that interruption then with Rhonda kind of coming in, and there's an interesting other throwback that she brings up of uh, the. I think it's Laverne asks something like, "Do I know him or do I know who you went out with last night?" And Rhonda's response is, "I doubt it. He doesn't bowl." And I thought of the bowling, yeah. you know, the whole bowling team and yeah. the pizza bowl. And yeah. it was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, memories. Memories. Uh, there, and there's a lot of nostalgia in the air. In this episode in particular. But even, when, even though Laverne threw up all over poor Harriet Glover. I hope Harry got a new dress for the reunion. Yep, 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 yep. Never get that drunk at Stitcher Dances, kids. Um... Uh, I wanted to note that the impression Carmine is doing is of uh, Johnny Carson's Karnak. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name. I have name. no yeah. idea. Was he doing Karnak all the way back then? I have no idea. Uh, let me, I'm looking it up real quick. Karnak. Uh, character was introduced in 1964. Oh yeah. There we go. Hey, wow. Good work writers. You managed to actually pull something off this continuity. Uh, speaking What's of the last episode, we had a Twilight Zone episode uh, reference and as well, that was finally accurate. Uh, well, actually, wait. All I had to do was keep plugging away. If or if it was okay, I take it back. It might, it probably was correct, but it might have been off by a few months because they say that the reunion's coming up in July, and I can't. I think Twilight Zone may have premiered not mid-season, but at the fall season. 
Uh, wait, no, sorry. What am I saying? Twilight. I'm sorry. I'm getting mixed up. Twilight Zone was in 59. I was thinking of Star Trek. Yeah, Twilight Zone was yeah. long time back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a long time. That's interesting. That shows that the cultural references are starting to get more on point again. We're starting to come back into this era. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because the writers remember what it was like being young in that era. So it's just easier to just dig in and go, ha. Mm. What do you think of the girls' argument just starting with something simple? Like their dietary habits and then just going. I think what it's it says is interesting. I'm not a fan of the of that as the kind of the hook, but I understand also where it's coming from in that there it means that there's an air of insecurity and fear within them that is actually gonna be prevalent through like the next like two episodes as well. Yeah. Where they're trying yeah. to kind of find where they're where they're headed. Because um yeah. it's like when you have an anxiety and you can't face what it actually is. Yeah. So you have to find some other way of talking about it without talking about it. And, you know, Carmine putting the mail, you know, putting the mail for the invite to the reunion. And he's totally fine because, you know, he's totally, he feels, he seemingly is very secure about where he's at. He's trying to make a, make his move as a telegram singer. You know, and he's probably helping the boy, you know, <laughs> helping stab out with some stuff. And um, yeah. so he's doing OK, but they're yeah. in a situation that they're working at Bardwell's. But I mean, the, the the rant that they go on at the end that I think really kind of clarifies that, you know, it really is like this. It's the lit. It's it basically it lit a fuse. They weren't admitting was there. Less the elephant in the room yeah. and more the time bomb that this just put put, you know, lit the fuse, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're both dealing with um, with various emotions and various tensions and just boils over and they realize it. And then it's like, why not dream bigger? Yeah. Why not dream bigger? Yep. Why not become a doctor and start chasing? Them? Yes. Oh, my God. That is my favorite part of this episode, by the way. Yeah. Yes. That's a great moment. That's a great moment. That's a great moment. And I wish, honestly, they pursue that more with Shirley. Yeah, it needed to be pursued more. Uh, I, I have I continue to believe that when she got older, uh, that's what she did. That's my that's what I think in the end. Yeah. Because in the end, she doesn't need a doctor. In the end, she needs to um, realize that that's what she wants. She wants to practice medicine. Uh, yeah, veterinary medicine especially. She'd be great at it. Yeah. She's the only one who managed to, to make it through that class with poor Mr. Repulsky there. precisely um but yeah it's it's uh yeah anyway so it's a so you have this you know this strong first half of the argument the build-up to the punch um and then we have the uh the whole uh jaw thing which is definitely a better executed version of the kind of some of the like the whole laverne's been injured that laverne's broken leg just did such a terrible job with and god i hated that episode so much um (laughs) so bad never good uh so um but yeah the the way that like they even get the whole like uh the 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 muffled speak it's like it's it's yeah with all the novocaine the dribbles and and i i love it goes from victorious Cheryl to guilty Cheryl to mom Cheryl all in the span of a few minutes of runtime yeah 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 uh Poor Shirley is dealing with so much all at once. Mm-hmm. She's kind of proud that she actually could cold cock Laverne. Then she feels awful because her best friend is hurt. Then she's trying to make it better 
by uh, healing her wounds. And yeah, uh, in the end, this is a mess. This is a hard mess because she's, she didn't mean to do it. She didn't mean to knock her out. And now her best friend has her jaw wire shut. Came to speak to her. Yep. And uh, yeah. and she, uh, and and to you know to make matters worse, she summons the boys by calling it a freak accident. Yeah. 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 Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ultimate hello. The boys are, are way too uh, excited about this. Yeah. Why, I don't know. I, my theory is that the reminder of the reunion is like bringing up all the old Squiggy bullshit because you know you notice Squiggy yeah. does it more than Lenny and then Lenny gets set off and onto that track after Squiggy says something. Like uh, Squiggy's yeah. line, like we came over to see what it'd be like, you know, what it looks like for to have a dame that can't talk. And uh, yeah. You know, what is it? You'll be a crack at the... And then that's where what leads into you'll be a crack at the reunion, least likely to kiss and tell. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I was going to say, and and then we get the uh, the come on, bo- the blow for Squiggy bit that I, I sent to you in video form today. Which uh, many people appreciated <laughs> in the fandom to see that. Even Squiggy feels bad about setting Shirley. He always feels bad about setting either of the girls before they cry. That does that actually does get him going usually. Yeah, upsetting a girl is one thing; making him cry is a whole other. Yeah, 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 yeah. He seems to know where the line is to a degree. Yeah, uh, um, but you know, and and you figure this is why he he keeps singing that you know love is a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> In the end, uh, this is this sitting there so convinced that Shirley is such a cream puff that Laverne punched herself out. Yeah. <laughs> Laverne, dear, you're foaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. And then Lenny tries to ram the uh, pills in Laverne's mouth. He's trying to help he's, him with that. He's trying to help. He's, like, he's, he's you know. Yeah, he's trying to help. Uh, but that whole bit is adorable where Squiggy's desperately trying to help Shirley. And she's horrified by all of his choices when it comes to hygiene. And he's like, wow, well, I'm yeah, his, off to your clinic. Yeah, his, his, his stiff, uh, stiff handkerchief. Yeah. For reasons yeah, yeah, we... Yeah. For reasons at that point, I can't understand because, I mean, there there is with the towel that I can understand where that came from. But I don't understand with a handkerchief because I would never use a handkerchief to do that specifically. So I don't know if it's like his hair product or something is getting firm or what. It's possible. Actually, um, uh, there apparently are people who use that for that purpose. (laughs) I have... um heard of that happening so i get the feeling this comes from personal that. experience before a relationship that i should not ask any further moving on <laughs> <laughs> no it's not it's not that i let, let, let's just say i have heard scenarios <laughs> put it that way uh, oh god but yeah yeah uh the boys make their exit and we get this incredible conversation it's got a lot of emotion about growing up, and we're talking. And this is that. the uh, the scene of them in the bedroom, yeah. right? This is because I'm yeah. trying to remember. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. very next scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Laverne's Novocaine wears off. She can follow the talk again. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, and th- there's the whole uh, the whole thing. And I do. And there's some cute elements like how like you know she says forget it, and then it's like don't shout at me, and it's and it's like I'm not sure. It's like you know because it's exclamation because there's an exclamation mark on the yep. on the written pa- piece of paper yep, to yep, try to yep. communicate. She's trying to communicate and she still gets chastised for e- raising her voice because of one explanation uh, exclamation mark. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it it is a powerful little moment and it's honestly it's some of Penny's best acting I think you know for yeah. the California year so far because I yeah. I love how it's it's the full pep talk. 
I mean, she, she becomes a pe- even with her wi- mouth wired shut. She's it's it's great. It's a yeah. really good uh, pep talk. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pep talk. And uh, Laverne both doesn't want her best friend uh, to feel terrible, and you know she also wants to uh, let it be known that hey, you know, maybe slugging me is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. They do have they do have that conversation in the end, but. Um, what do you think this says about the girls' friendship and their relationship uh, so many years in? That they can have this conversation and come out of it without any um, really big... They truly are each other's best friend in the whole wide world. Oh, yeah. yeah. When it comes to deep friendships like this, where you have to have those honest conversations, and I hate the conversations that get this intense, because, man, they often hurt and there are a yeah. lot there's a lot of swallowing your pride that's involved which if you believe in Zo- in uh the uh, the zodiac uh i am a leo that's not really swallowing pride is a little challenging um yeah. but uh but it's also just though is a case that with these characters that they're they are understanding that growth together is more important and i think also, what's kind of special about this idea of the concept of the reunion is that just like in high school, they are united front against the world. And even though they were members yeah. of the Angora Debs, there was Laverne and Shirley, and then there was the Angora Debs. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it, yeah. they are a unit. Yeah. 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 In the end, there is no relationship in their lives that is more important than their friendship. And even as we get into season eight, that's going to prove true. There is no other person who could ever come between them, ever, 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 ever. In the end, what's important about this episode is that it's cement, no matter how many years have passed, and we hear three years have passed uh, since the move, since the last reunion, well, presumably the last, when the last move happened. Mm-hmm. No time, no change in the world, no change in their friendship. And no change in their circumstance of living could ever break them apart. And that's incredible. It's also, as I noted in my notes, gay as hell. <laughs> it's beautifully gay. It's queer as hell, this episode. I love it. And, and I mean, which is a good way to conclude it, given the uh, very by Laverne remark about, you know, you know, to Rhonda, you know, sure, take whatever you want. Take me with you. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, take me with you. Oh, my gosh. And they sing High Hopes. It's been years since they've sung High Hopes together. Yeah. And that, that kind of gets you right in the chest when they just sing High Hopes after years and years and years of not singing it. Aww. It's, that makes me feel good. I, I mean, it doesn't feel like much to me, but that's because I, you know, I have to swim in this show all the time now because of the podcast. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. it hits a little different. Yeah. Maybe things change with time. You never know. Yeah. One any... never know. Yeah, yeah well, never well, if I actually watched this show week to week instead of in four episode bursts where I had to do it out of necessity yeah. rather than because of a desire to, then yeah. But yeah. Uh, but that being said, um, the that actually is one of the interesting things about this episode is how it really shows the strength of Al Eidekman returning as a writer yeah. really gives it that sense of heart. Yeah. And that even the quirks of directing and editing from Tom can't quite take it all away yeah yes yeah. and so it's yeah. it's, knows... it's you know i sorry i sorry. guess yeah i i probably exactly what you're gonna say he knows when to step back and let 
let the actors do their thing because because god yeah. penny takes that model that run and just goes and helps yeah. and yeah. even yeah. though there goes that balloon she was trying to get yeah. shirley's balloon back up in the air that's like let's yeah. be real yeah, here yeah. that was the whole plan yeah 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 yeah. yeah that, was, that was the idea and that was the plan and yeah it's wonderful to see her balloon take flight again yeah yeah uh, he what was gonna say is al eidekman Knows his characters well enough that he knows what everybody's strengths are. Mm-hmm. And he knows exactly when to pull back, like you said, when to pull back, when to step forward, and when ultimately everything should be left up to the imagination of the reader, the reader, the viewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows these girls so well at this point that in this episode, he makes, you know, this silly argument over cereal, which turns into an argument over, you know, you know, clothing and bathing and washing uh, their, their attitudes and their behaviors and then results in a fist fight that ultimately makes them realize that, oh, yeah, we both still dream. We both still have dreams. We have things we want to accomplish after all. And even if we haven't gotten the things that we wanted as we reach 30, we can still keep going after them. And that's in its own way powerful and shows Eidekman knows these characters like the back of the Absolutely. Yeah. And thankfully we have two more from him this season and yeah. his last one for as a writer will be uh, a fashionably late episode of season season eight. Uh, that is a clue. Thankfully, I then have to I'm able to report for this time around. Uh, he will go on to also take executive script consultant position in the writer's room through the majority of season seven and eight including the final few episodes of the show. But it's, um, I'm really glad to see that because it's a, I really have felt, uh, what would be the term? There's a, there's a, there's a nautical term. I think it's moralist, I think, without some of the old guard of the writing staff being here regularly. And yeah. it, it's, it's good to have Al back. It, it, feel, it feels like they're, the characters are going to be themselves again. Yeah, which is wonderful. Which is absolutely 100% wonderful. It's, it's, it feels very much like it is a, um, a um, well, I want to say a season five, season four episode in that way. Yeah. I'd say like a mid-tier season four, season five. Yeah. 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 It's not the, like, the emotional heights of, say, of the cemetery or uh, New Year's Eve 1960. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's still good. It's still I, I still put it in a tier of good episodes, yeah. Yeah, it might just have something to do with uh, no Rafkin, no Zwick. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Oh, God. Possibly. I, it sounds like such a snob. Oh, God, I hate this. It, I'm making it sound like I'm one of those guys complaining about, well, if Tarantino had directed True Romance, it would have been better. <laughs> oh, God. True romance is amazing. Whoever told you that needs to drop. <laughs> well, I used I used to think that way because I did really fall in love with the way the original script was structured, and then uh, hearing that yeah. Tarantino actually loved what Tony did, I because yeah. uh, no, he did. He he. Yeah. It's the only film he's ever done commentary for is True Romance, actually, and oh. and he even stated that the way the ending he changed, he said there is no way the ending I wrote would have worked with the movie Tony decided to make. He said it, yeah. it's a totally different. Yeah. It's he said it just it does yeah. not work. Um, yeah. Uh, that being said, Natural Born Killers would have been a lot, lot better if it wasn't Oliver Stone, but that's a whole other different conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, Oliver Stone's going to Oliver Stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
there's nobody like him. And there should never be anybody like <laughs> Oh, back on track though. Um, this is this is a good episode. I I wish I liked it more than I do, but it's one that the high points of this episode are really strong. And I do think yeah. it comes down to my issues with it are coming from it's the edit, it's the timing, the sound. And when I was mentioning the laugh track, it actually wasn't until like the, the third viewing, actually, of this episode, because I skimmed this a bit to get some uh, to check for something. And it wasn't until the third time I began to I was like, why is it that joke isn't landing? And then I realized it's the laugh track that is pausing for a laugh mm-hmm. track that an edit is happening too soon or too late because of it. There's even the transition from when they come back from the hospital after the sock to the jaw. And there is not enough time to engage with that change of and passage of time. It just goes straight into it that we're not even able to like have that little <gasps> before Shirley goes into the whole, that was the worst two hours of my life. And then slamming the door on Laverne. So the timing of the joke is off. It needs like two more beats, you know, or like at least a full beat. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it, it needed more, uh, more pacing. Yeah, a better pacing. Yep. No, the little... Within the editing, any base, what you think? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I can see it to a degree, but that's the point where it really bugs me, where I want to go in, and uh, rip it apart and redo it. Yeah, it, it, that's you know, yeah. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah, and and that's you know. It's different strokes, different folks, different things that... Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, this oh, is the yeah. thing, though. This is me. I'm the freak. I'm always the freak when it comes to these things. I'm the person that whines and complains about these things and nobody understands. And that'll probably be what happens when, you know, this podcast goes up. Is People are going to... It's like, what the hell is Chris's problem? And it's like, yeah, I'm the weirdo. <laughs> You're seven seasons in, yeah. suckers. <laughs> You're yeah. stuck with me now. Uh, yeah, you never really escape anyway. Anyway, uh... Oh. But yeah, so anywho, um, is there anything else you really want to cover for the episode? I'm trying to find a couple notes. I mean, yeah. I, I did want to mention the one thing I did want to mention. I love the whole bit of Rhonda coming in. She's like, you girls, you guys are already up or you've already gone, gone to bed and waking up, woken up and stuff. That whole thing is very, it's cute. It's not mocking. It's very adorably Rhonda's party sort of yeah. party, party vibe of like, yeah. I mean, it's also possibly the implication that Rhonda's having a little bit of nose powder to keep herself going as she's dealing with whatever the hell that she's dealing with in her life at this point. But yeah, yeah, it's very good. And I did like that as soon as she pisses off Laverne, she's like, hey, here's the marshmallow topping, which, as we've already been informed, is bacon grease. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. You're starting to come around on Rhonda, I see. I am. There's another episode coming up that actually really redeems her for me. Compared yeah. to how Laverne deals with that situation, that's in two episodes from now. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, that changes even more, even more, as um, you know, as the season goes on. I still thought that to tell the truth was a piece of shit episode, though. I'm not ta- I'm not taking that yeah. one back. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that 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 we'll we'll continue to disagree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So for this one, it only hurts when I breathe. Episode two, season seven. What do you rank in this pupper? Oh, I'm gonna give it a uh, probably solid eight flat. I think you know this is another good one. This is another good one that takes all of the good things about the show and 
puts it into a little singular bottle. This is a bottle episode. If, oh, yeah. Leave the girl's apartment. Yeah. Oh, it was, believe me, it was a surprise that I realized there were no actor notes yeah. for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just the main cast uh, in, the, in the girl's apartment. And it is just about the girl's relationship and their friendship with one another and how important they are to each other in spite of everything, in spite of the fact that their dreams have shifted and changed and come true and not come true. In the end, that is the core of what Laverne Shirley is. And in the end, this is an episode definitely worth watching. Uh, if you care about the girls' relationship at all, it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. And it's fun, and it's funny, and it's got it's, it's, got its slapstick, but it, the slapstick isn't the be-all, end-all of the relationship, of the relationship, the episode. Yeah, no, there's, there's more the to end, it than that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. In the end, it is good, and it is trenchant, and it is smart, and I about who the girls are in the end i enjoy it so that's my rank so i i think i am gonna do i i am gonna be nice i'm gonna try to look on the positive side and for my ranking i'm gonna give this a 6.9 not bad i'm surprised you can go for a full seven i I thought this was gonna be a seven i'm i i I i'm yeah okay i i was i was i'm waiting for you to just okay somebody 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 in the comments is gonna have to say the thing because there's a reason I put it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, you're allowed to feel that way. No, no it's the, not. The perfectly prominent ranking. You can absolutely rank it that way. That's fine. That makes sense. It works. Now that you feel about it, that is how it ranks for you. Do not walk it back. That's how you feel. Yeah. Shut up. Anyway. Yeah. That's how you feel about it. Yeah. Anywho. Um, but yeah, so 6.9, it's about as, it's, it's, it's. I wish it, you know, like I said, I just, I wish this, I wish I could get past it, but you know, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to be honest to myself because I'd rather be more honest because that's going to make me enjoy doing this podcast a lot more if I'm just doing that rather than, you know, trying to just grin my, bear my way through the last two seasons of this. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Say how you really feel. We differ on things. We differ on things. That's how it is. That's how it is. It's all. (laughs) (laughs) Makes the podcast worth listening to and interesting. We just have the same opinion about everything. Everybody would be bored. Well, okay then. I guess if that's all for today, then I guess we can say, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for Night After Night. And if you would like to know more, you can join us on Night After Night PC on Twitter or Night After Night Pod on Facebook, Tumblr, WordPress, or Patreon, and YouTube. And then also, possibly, you can tell us in the comments, what do you think about us disagreeing about things? I'm going completely crazy at this point. (laughs) Thank you, you, Mr. Micro Machine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a flashback. Wow, that's a flashback. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll do the we'll do the the, the, the post amble proper after a quick word from our sponsors. But that is it for 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 right now for today, right? Pay us, yes, pay us. <laughs> anyway, here's our sponsor. All right, so thank you everyone so much for joining us for Night After Night. And if you would like to know more, you can find us on Twitter at Night After Night PC. We do lots of posts from the uh, Laverne and Shirley fandom, as well as keeping tabs on what all the crew and cast are up to today. Anywho, if you would uh, also like to find us on the usual places, you can find us at Night After Night uh, Night After Night Pod on Facebook, Tumblr, WordPress, Patreon, YouTube, and more, wherever good podcasts can be found, and also the bad ones. And also the weird ones. And also the ones that make you go, what the hell am I listening to? Which probably is what this one made you think of a couple of times. Anywho, though. um, (laughs) So, um, got this weird nostalgia feeling. What do we got next week, honey? This season loaded with nostalgia. We're going to get even more nostalgia. LaVrance for her fiancé, Sal, tracks her down in California. And it turns out he's thoroughly loaded. 
After a decade, the engagement is back on, but can he give Laverne goosebumps? This is I Wonder What Became of Sal. Well, I can't give her goosebumps. They haven't been published yet. <laughs> this show sometimes. Sheesh. Bye, y'all. And for the heaven's sakes, if your best friend can knock somebody out that's twice her size, do not challenge her to a fist fight. And also, if you've got a guy trying to shove aspen through your wire-tight jaw, make sure you get give me the liquid kind. The liquid kind! And have close encounters with it. Mm-hmm.